It's time to reach out, reach out. Time to reach out, reach out. Touch everybody, reach out, reach out. It's time to reach out, reach out. Someone need help. And we're live. All right, first and foremost, thank you all for listening, joining. Of course, listening because we're not watching yet. We're not videotaping anything yet. Um, yeah, welcome. This is episode one, very first podcast of Strength Within with Eric. That's Eric with an A. I'll be your host. And uh, I don't want to preface too much yet just because I want this to be as raw, as natural as, as, as possible with it being not only just the first podcast, but in general, um, unscripted, very loosely based. <clears throat> and... So what I would just want to go right into is just the fact, the hard fact that each and every one of us right now during these times is going through something. That is a fact. Um, we're all living through our own lens and, and each perspective is a little different, but I, I am confident in saying that we're all going through some emotional and some mental and not only just physical things right now in in. We're out of routine, and we may not know what to do with ourselves, especially if you're me. I'm used to go, 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 and now they said, nope, sit down, right there, right? And so without really beating around a bush, you know, I found myself in this familiar position mentally and not in a good space. You know, dealing with a lot of thoughts, whether it was from the past or the anxiety of the uncertainty of what's to come, right? We, the unknown, I should say, of what, I mean, not even just what tomorrow brings us. I feel like a lot of us, including myself, maybe even living hour to hour. What's the new update? Grab your phone. Go to Facebook. That's where we get our news, right? But we're living in this anxiousness, this anxiety. I know it's really brought that out of me. I've kind of been an anxious person. <clears throat> and so it's really easy to get caught up in that I found myself, you know, focusing on the things that I can't control. And I've always been one to, you know, preach, you know, focus on what you can control and don't worry about what you can't control because that's how you minimize the stress. That's how you minimize the, the anxiety. Even that's how you minimize the depression, the sadness is focusing on the things that you can control. And I do that. I mean, 80-20, right? 80% of the time, everything's good. 20% of the time, it's all right to fall off the rocker a little bit, embrace those emotions. But uh, it was getting real deep for myself, one, being by myself, you know, living in an apartment by myself and really trying to focus on the social distancing thing that's going on during this quarantine, um, which, by the way, it's day 20. Right? I think it's day 20. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so, and I'm not used to that. I'm used to the social interactions, whether it was with my profession or just me as a person in general being, again, go, go, go. And so I found myself getting very depressed, for lack of better words, and feeling really sorry for myself. Um, because you know, focusing on, man, we used to do this, we used to do that. This is how life used to be yesterday is kind of what it felt like. And then not 
realizing you can't live your life like that anymore. You can't control that. Okay, so the things that I once was in control of to an extent are now out of my control. And that was very overwhelming to me, very hard to process it. And I tried to process it as many ways as I could. But I found my headspace being in not a good place, which it's been there before, so I can acknowledge that. And I know the signs of it. Excuse me. So, and I'm sitting there and I'm going through this on and off, on and off for over a week. And I'm like, this is not good. I'm telling myself, this is not good. All my schedules, my patterns, everything is off. There's no consistency to anything, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. There's zero consistency. Life got flipped upside down. Boom. Hello. Now you're stuck at home. And with that, for me at least, now I'm stuck in my head because I'm not necessarily communicating with people. Yeah, I can call people and this and that, but this is just where I was at. And so this, this, this episode, this, this first podcast starts with someone that I've known for years um, since I've, um, I'm, I work at a gym. And uh, this lady comes there on a consistent basis and we talk all the time. Really good conversation. She's very, um, I don't know if I want to say religious, but yeah, you know, religious. She believes in faith and I, it's great. Um, I consider myself a spiritual person. You know, I'm faithful. What I mean whatever you want to call it, but she she reaches out to me out of nowhere, out of the blue, and I want to read to you word for word what this text message had said. And it just kind of, it it just, it just, it sat me down faster than anything I've, I've had sit me down. Um, So she, she texts me and she just said, good morning. In case you don't have my number, this is who it is. I'm not going to disclose her name. I was just wondering how you're doing. And for those that are closest to me, a good mental check on where our headspace we have developed is how are you? Not, hey, what's up? It's, hey, how are you? It's, where you're, where's your head at? And if you're in that circle with me, if I say I'm okay, that's not necessarily good. Doesn't mean it's terrible, but it's not good. If I tell you I'm good, I'm good, right? I'm not just saying that. And she doesn't know that. And I told her, good morning. I said, I had your number. I'm a big emoji person, so I put a smiley in the hands up. Oh. And I said, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? And again, I only had interactions with this person via the gym, my workspace, for a few minutes a day. But still, the connection was there. It was deep, okay? She responds with, okay, question mark. Okay, all caps, and you know when things get in all caps. She says, this is text, and to be honest, we really don't know each other that well. Right, I'll kind of preface that. So I don't want to get too personal or read into that text too much, but I've, I've been thinking of you lately, which to be honest means that God has laid you on my heart. So I'm reaching out to tell you that I'm praying for you. I talked to, parentheses, her son, who I used to train, was my client, still is my client. She says, I talked to him yesterday and asked him if he's heard from you. And he said he was going to text you. I guess the bottom line is I can't explain it. It's just I wanted to make sure you are good and let you know I am praying for you. I let that text message marinate for a second. Now, when I mean second, I mean for a 
quite some time for how deep that text message was. I was mind blown because here I am, like I'm not doing good. I, I, you know, it's on and off. I have moments. I'm one of those people. It's all about moments. I don't have bad days. I have bad moments. I don't have good days. I have good moments, right? It's all just a series of moments. We're always in a moment. I read that in a book. I wish I knew the author and the title right off, right off rip, but people say live in the moment. We're always in a moment. It's a choice or not what we do in that moment. Do we focus on the past, which is depressive, or do we focus too far in the future, which gets us anxious? So I let that marinate for a second. She said that God has laid you on my heart. And again, I, I'm not, I, I believe in God. I don't want this. It's not a religious thing by any means. This podcast is not, right? But I'm like, I believe in things happen for a reason. And so I tell her, I, you know, I said, my health seems to be good. So that's key. I said, but just like everyone else, I'm sure we all have moments during these times of uneasiness. I kind of diverted away from myself. And I said, I worry about my family a lot. My mother's health isn't good. My aunt's health isn't good. They live together. And I said, she still has to go into work on a daily basis. I said, it's definitely difficult to not be able to see the people you want to see, your loved ones, et cetera. And I said, I've been thinking about your son as well. And I'm going to reach out to him because she spurred that. He was on my mind, but I didn't reach out. And I just said, I hope you and your family are staying healthy. All right, I'm really going through this in detail because it's crucial, the details, the, the content in the context, right? I got to give you the why before I give you the what, the bun before the middle of the sandwich. And so she said, yes, my family and I are doing well. Um, as you said, it's definitely not easy and I'm missing my family and friends. I'll definitely keep your mom to my prayers. And then it gets deep. She says, I keep trying to figure out how to text this next part, but nothing seems to be coming out natural. So I'm just going to say it. I'm sending you a message that I listened to a couple of times. I find this pastor very inspiring and easy to listen to. Check it out. Drops me this link. YouTube video. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a big time YouTuber. That's like my main source of, of content. I consume it. I'm addicted. I'm drinking from that bucket. I love it, right? Who doesn't? You can find anything you want on YouTube. So she drops this video, and this video is titled, I'm Still Scared. And uh, I'll plug him into it. It's, it's the, the pastor's name, Stephen Furtick. Sorry, Stephen, if I uh, murdered your last name or if you even hear this. But I said, all right, I'll listen to it. And something in me at that exact moment was like, you have to watch this. Because you ever had like people refer you articles or whatever it is, and you're just like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Or like a text comes through and you see it and you kind of, you read it, you don't leave it unread, but they don't know that. You just don't respond. It was almost like that. It's be easy to sweep it under the rug and go, yeah, okay. Right, whatever you say. But again, like the law of attraction, you know, your thoughts become things, becomes your reality, and I believe everything happens for a reason. My soul was like, she's reaching out to you for a reason. She sent you this for a reason. You click it, you watch it right now. So I did. And the first words out of his mouth, not that, that it necessarily matters what he had said, I whipped my head immediately back towards the TV and was like, yes, he's 
he's talking to me. And obviously, in retrospect, that's why she had sent that to me. All right. And he, this, this pastor goes on and, you know, he's reading the scriptures and this and that. And that's something I'm very unfamiliar with, to be completely honest with you. Like I said, it's, it's unfamiliarity to me. It's unknown, but I'm open and I'm listening and I'm like, oh my God, he's talking to me right now. And what I got out of it and what I had told myself was, look, We're all going through these times together. Yes, we interpret them very differently. Yes, we react all very differently. It may affect us differently because we're all looking through this picture. Let's call it the same picture for these times, actually. But through a different lens, through different glasses, through a different perspective, a different point of view, even... You have your own truth, which is different than my truth on the same thing, okay? And so we're we're going through this, and I'm going through this, and I'm like, why why am I feeling so bad for myself? That's not me. Like, why, why am I feeling so down on myself? I'm so deep into my emotions, Get it together, okay? I'm telling myself this based on what this um, this this video is is saying, and I'll um, I'll plug that in later. But I'm like, you gotta get up, you know. With my profession and the role that I was that was in within, um, not only just the work, but you know, I feel like the community and the, and the people I have because um, back up a little bit. I'm gonna my personal trainer at, at an athletic club or health club. But I pride myself on being very, one, positive, because I genuinely feel I am that way. Two, motivational, right? I'm all about the mindset. Because at the root of it all, your thoughts are your reality. How you talk to yourself internally dictates what you see and feel and, and, and things that come to you externally. I, I believe that. But here I am back at ground zero feeling sorry for myself. Why isn't anybody reaching out to me? Does nobody care about me? You know, those are some of the talks. Whether it's family, friends, or anything, but... why, why, Why do you or why do they have to reach out to me? Okay? This was my aha moment. I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm down on myself for things that are completely out of my control and that goes against my core values, my character. Focus on what you can control and not what you can't. I can't control these things that are going on now in these times. The only thing that I can control is my mindset and the way that I talk to myself and the things that I do and how I react. But I wasn't doing them. Okay? I wasn't doing them and this this video is like, slap in the forehead to me and it's like get on your feet do something now and what that do something to me was I need to reach out to these people that 
one, we invested so much time together through my career and through knowing each other, you know, the, the client trainer relationship and this and that, but it's deeper than that for those people that do work with me or maybe listen to this and they know me, it's deeper than that. We're family. Why was I not reaching out to them in these times? They're going through it too. And I'm like, Eric, it is your role to be the motivator, right? To be, you are the positive person because I am, you know? It's almost like an identity crisis. And I said, you ever thought that maybe you just by saying, hi, how are you, can impact them in such a positive way? Isn't that what you want? Not only did I feel like I should, because I did, but I wasn't doing it. I wasn't pulling the trigger. Instead, I was waiting things, waiting for things to come to me. And I'm sure all of us know that doesn't happen. <laughs> There's opportunities out there. We got to go get them. So it's like I'm sitting there waiting and I'm doing all these things that I know I shouldn't be doing, but I'm feeling sorry for myself because I'm sitting here by myself with my thoughts. And let's get up. Extend your hand, extend, use your voice, text these people, call these people, check in with these people. How are you doing? Is there anything that I could help you do through these times? We'll get through them together because we will. We'll get out of this. But it was just that there's always that underlying toe, right? That little thought of like, yeah, I should do this. Pull the trigger. That's what this video slapped me right in the forehead with. Pull the trigger. We're all going through it. But I feel now that we're all, quote unquote, staying at home is a time to focus on maybe those little things that we've been putting off and putting off and putting off. And we can be very on the surface level with it and say, oh, you know what? I should text that person. And then you usually don't. I do it all the time, right? Whether it's that friend, that loved one, pull the trigger. Do it. And I like the analogy of the ripple effect, right? You throw anything in the water, right? That one time, bloop. And what happens? Those ripples, that effect continues on and on and on and on. And let's just say indefinitely, right? <clears throat> Maybe by me reaching out to person X sparks them to reach out to person Y, sparks them to reach out. And now you have this uplifting, positive energy that's going on. Your thoughts become things. Because for a second there, did it not all just in general, like, you know, when we were kind of still were out in public, there was like a heavy, a heavy feeling in the air and the atmosphere, like a dark cloud. I felt it. It felt really weird. It's bizarre. It's getting a little better now, maybe because this is quote unquote becoming the normal. But oh, I'm very in tune with like that vibe. <laughs> and I was just like, holy cow, like this feels heavy. And I feel like the only way to lighten that load is through that positive connection. And so pulling the trigger for me was reaching out to these people. And it gets deeper than that. 
you know, I was thinking about my brother who, I mean, we have a great relationship. We don't talk that often. Why? I'm going to say that's on me because I don't pull the trigger and initiate the conversation. But, you know, subconsciously, that part of me is like, well, why doesn't he ever reach out to me? What about me? Hey, me, me. It's very selfish, you know, in a, in a way now that I'm really thinking about it and I'm verbalizing it. What about me? What about me? Stop feeling sorry for yourself, Eric. Like, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm feeling sorry for myself. We're all going through it. And so I was literally sitting there after my run. I've been trying to, you know, stay as active as I can. One, not only just for the, the health benefits, but for my mind. And it's a great time to have these conversations. I have a running partner, Christina. Um, and we keep our six feet, our social distance. Um, but that's our time to talk. And so as I'm sitting there after the run, I'm like, we're talking about people not telling others, especially just like friends, not even just family, that you love them. And so this took me back to when I had this huge switch in mindset when I was in college, and it was probably 2009, 2010, and I went to this speaker and the speaker is probably a room full of 60, 70 people. He had all of us um, make a rainstorm, you know, where some people kind of start with the rain and then start, people start with the thunder and it gets louder and louder and louder. But that was just to break the ice. And then he calls this kid down and he goes, hey, who's someone you talk to or don't talk to as much as you think you should? And he goes, my mom. He goes, cool, call her right there on the spot in front of everybody. And I'm like, I know where this is going. This is going to get really interesting. I love that uncomfortable stuff. Puts it on speakerphone. He goes, I'm going to take you through it. And so he, he has him go through it. And he's like, hey, mom. And you could hear the worry in, in her voice. So for all my moms out there, when you, you know, you kind of have a routine with your children, especially if they're older and they have cell phones and all that. Like, you're like, hold on, this is abnormal. He's calling me while I'm at work. <laughs> and you get, hello? Hey, mom. Uh, almost like, what did you do? <laughs> oh. And he goes, no, I just wanted to know how you're doing. And the, and the speaker's kind of, you know, giving him the, the runaround. He's like, I, you know, I just called to tell you that I love you. I'll never unhear or forget her reaction. It can bring tears to me now because it brought tears to me then, and I'm not scared to admit that and share that because it's authentic. It made his mom cry because that's not something that he was doing, and she, it was new to her. But I felt was so empowering and so critical in ways. And he started crying, this kid. I mean, he's in front of 70 people. He's, we're adolescents. I mean, what, 18 years old? You're on top of the world at 18. You're tough, especially as a man. You're tough. But you're trying to figure it out. And here he is. is he's like, wow. And I felt it. And that day, I, I remember getting out of there, and my brother can attest to this. Hopefully, it's a test. You remember this? And I called him. I said, hey, I just want to tell you I love you. And I know that was a shock to him, but I can't tell you how good that felt. To me, it was almost like breaking the chains off and being vulnerable. I don't care. I'm going to wear my emotions on my sleeve, right? And so pulling this all together as we're sitting there talking, I'm like, I'm going to text my brother because, again, we just, because of me and what I'm not doing, 
is we don't communicate as often as I feel like we should or as I would like. Let me put it that way. So pulling the trigger. I, this is literally earlier. I, I texted him and I said, hey, I just want to let you know I love you, bro. You know, as we talk, bro, it's a little manly, bro. Bro. And I hope you're doing okay. And that sparked a conversation, the ripple effect. And now here we are, we're still texting back and forth and we're talking. And it makes me feel good. And I can only assume that it makes him feel good too. But it's pulling the trigger on anything and everything. Not overthinking it. So by something coming over this woman that originally texted me, she pulled the trigger and said, something told me to do this, whether it was intuition, it was God, whatever you have it, and she did it. She didn't hesitate. And I can't tell you that ripple effect. It makes my hair stand up right now that what that has done, it has reinvented all the things that I know about myself, right? Who I think I am, who I want to be. And by her pulling the trigger made me pull the trigger in such a way that she has no idea until now because I've been contemplating for a really long time to start a podcast and start talking and, and uh, just vocalizing things. And it's, it's to me a little deeper. It's like a calling, right? And so I, I said to myself this morning, I'm doing it. Why not? Pull the trigger, Eric. What are you waiting for? And so I FaceTime, um, chatted and trained with my other client, Rebecca. Shout outs to you, Rebecca. I'm plugging you in. Such a great person and very um, dear to my heart. We built a great relationship over the years and she's a fantastic person. It's awesome to watch her grow as a human being and, and, and just mentally and things like that. But she's been telling me for the longest time, you need to start a podcast. Because we have these in-depth conversations all the time, these deep-rooted conversations, right, that really kind of get to the core of things because I think that's where it comes from. But so I'm pulling the trigger. I'm pulling the trigger. Here we are. Good afternoon at this point. It's 3 p.m., it's just me and a microphone and my thoughts, and that's all that matters. But I'm pulling the trigger. All because of these underlying things that have been happening, and, and this, this woman, God bless her heart, love you to death, pulled the trigger on texting me when I needed it in times of need. She didn't know that. A lot of people don't know. But who cares? There's no, there's no perfect timing for anything, but you never know who needs to hear something. The ripple effect. Just because maybe she sent that to me and I watched it and it didn't strike a chord, but I was like, hey, you know what? I think this person could benefit from it. And I shipped it there. And that impacted them. But because this lady didn't pull the trigger, I didn't pull the trigger. This other person didn't pull the trigger. I wouldn't be sitting here right now doing this, which I've been putting off for a long time. Right? 
And so that's, you know, that's what I had in mind for this episode was it's called pulling the trigger. You know, being quarantined in all of this, since the get-go, I've tried to be as optimistic and as positive about it as possible. So with this breeds opportunity for all of us, whether that's physically or mentally, Maybe you're sitting there like, you know what? I've always wanted to learn piano. Now's the time. Pull the trigger. Maybe over the years you've been sitting there like, you know what? I need to move more. I need more movement in my life. It's good for my health. Pull the trigger. Do it now. There's a thing in this, and I, I really believe this, with pulling the trigger, you'll never regret it. You won't. You will not regret it. It's like the hormones in the, in, that are released. It feels good. It's okay. A weight's been lifted off my shoulder. That, that weight in the air that I talked about earlier, it's kind of, it's lighter now. And yes, everything, you know, there's things that are scary. This is scary. This is scary to me. It's, it's, if you know me in person, you know I'm a talker. This is natural. But all of a sudden, you take people away and you want to put me down in my room, which I'm still comfortable with. You want me to talk to a microphone to this audience that I don't even know. that Who, even, who knows if there's going to be an audience? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's scary. Pull the trigger. Because it's something in my soul that tells me, yes, do this, do this. And if that thing keeps coming up and over and over and over, it keeps coming up in your life, it means something. But until you pull the trigger... Will you find out what it means? And so let's find out what this means together. Right, I'm calling this podcast Strength Within. And as the podcast goes on, the episodes go on, I'll really kind of start peeling the layers back. I'll start talking a little bit more about myself. But to me, this strength within is that everything starts with you. Everything starts with us as people individually. Everything's internal. Our thoughts, how we look at ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, what we believe, it all starts with us. Our perspective on things is huge. Glass half empty, glass half full. How do you look at it? What's your glass? And I firmly believe that whether it's our problems or situations or how we react to things, it all starts within. That is our greatest strength is what we have internally, mentally. And that strength can be used for everything externally. So let's do it together. Love it, guys. Uh. Uh. It's time to reach out, reach out. Time to reach out, reach out. Touch everybody, reach out, reach out. It's time to reach out, reach out. Someone need help.